0: <laughs> not too much time, though. Everyone will leave.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not everybody will leave. Everybody will stay and listen to the Mallory Report. It's time for the Mallory Report. It's all good. Welcome to the Mallory Report. Exactly. Before we begin, <laughs> the views and opinions of the show are those of the host and guests and do not represent any sponsors, affiliates, or anybody else. I don't think we're going to get in trouble tonight, but, well, you got to say it, because somebody, somewhere, always finds something. Anyways, my guest tonight is uh, Murray Zelkovich. Murray, how are you doing tonight?
0: I'm terrific, Jim. Thanks for having me.
1: So, for those people who aren't familiar with Murray's work, I'm going to ask him to give us a brief overview, and we're going to kind of pick up midstream. So if you want to know a little bit more about Mario and all this other stuff that he's done in the past we've cut, you've been on how many times? Twice now?
0: I think this is my third time.
1: So there's there's a, a couple volumes of the, the the book that you need to pick up before we get to this point, but <laughs> I'm going to have Murray kind of fill... the briefly fill the gap here and then we're going to get into some some pressing current day stuff
0: sure all right well hey everybody i'm maury zelkovich and i'm actually the world's only and first obviously if i'm the only one brainwave entrainment engineer i'm a scientist and i wanted you to know that i create audio and visual recordings that alter your brain waves and your brain chemistry so that you can perceive the world differently actually better I was actually depressed. Can I use actually another 12 times? If I do, I win a Cupid doll, by the way. <laughs> I was severely depressed for over 40 years and suicidal. This technology that I developed literally brought me back from the abyss. It saved my life. And now my mission on this planet is to help other people to either get out of the, of the, out of the darkness of the cave or to avoid it altogether. And that's what I'm all about, Jim. Thank you.
1: Well, good to have you here, Maurice. So... The, the question that I kind of posed to you, what was that, 10 days ago or so, was now we're kind of, I want to say in the middle, but don't quote me on that, of this <laughs> of COVID experience, right? The 2020 well, experience. And I'll say that so we can get that in the hashtags later for the show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, how, how are we dealing with it overall? And then we can deal into more of the specific avenues of what's going on. But how are we as a as a whole? Let's take it from the thirty thousand foot view and then we'll work our way down.
0: Okay. So are we talking about North America? Or are we talking about the United States? Or are we talking about the world?
1: Let's let's stay off North America because you're from Canada. I'm from Sure. The great Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well keep in mind that anything I say is strictly my opinion based on uh, whatever I've heard and whatever I've observed, mostly what I've observed, because quite frankly, I don't always believe what I hear. Uh I think it's important to remember that we all have a brain, Jim. And if we have a brain, that means any information that goes in should always be taken with a grain of salt. That includes anything you hear from me, by the way. <laughs> so... So, you know, use your own brain, right? Come up with your own ideas, your own concepts, your own interpretations. But my personal interpretation is that we're not actually doing all that bad with it. Now, people who have, you know, family members who haven't made it would probably argue vehemently with me on this. But I think as a group of what numbers in about 400 million people, I think that we need to give ourselves a little slack. We didn't know a lot of things and we still don't know a lot of things. And as a result of not knowing, when something suddenly happens and we're not prepared for it, it there's a learning curve. It, you know, you can't go to school and take algebra and write your final exam on the first day of class. You have to go in, you have to be taught, you have to learn, you have to gain an understanding. You have to kind of understand how things work before you can write that exam. So we have paid dearly for that learning curve. But I do believe we are much better off than we were. I think we know how to handle it a little bit better. I think we know how to treat people who have this better. But I think something a lot of people don't consider Because everybody talks about infection rates and all these other rates. But what I'm more concerned about is what's going on inside people's heads. Because there's a lot going on there. There's a lot of stress. There's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of problems. You know, our society is set up to keep us apart while we live together. So your kids go to school. You go to work. Your partner goes to work or not. But at either rate, you're split up for most of the day. You see each other for a few hours at night. And, you know, it's like rinse and repeat, right? You just start it all over again. I think the bigger issue, because let's face it, eventually there will be a vaccine. Eventually there will be a cure. Eventually this too shall pass. You know, the the great plague, uh, the Spanish flu was much, much worse than this. And it passed. So this is going to pass. But what we need to concern ourselves with is what's going to be left in the wake. And I think we need to pay a lot more attention to the psychological aspects, to what's going on, you know, between our ears, because that has the potential to stay for decades if we don't think about it and if we don't give it the attention it deserves now.
1: Yeah, I think you mentioned some interesting stuff there because... You're right, we have lived this separate life, but there's this other factor that enters my mind at this point right this The social media that everybody thought was consuming them right <laughs> yeah, and then you realize that maybe you aren't necessarily as connected with people maybe this maybe this is just me speaking for me here, right mm-hmm. because when you're busy and you you say hi to five people on Facebook or whatever the number is, right. <laughs> uh, then you're still doing everything else, and re- uh, you know the pot's still stirring over there, right? In real life, and then everything comes to a grinding halt. And you say hi to those five people, and then you look, you go, "Not, not nearly as um, engaged in their life as I thought I was. Like I don't necessarily <laughs> know as much as I, you know. Like there's this whole realization, like you think you know people, and then you really don't." <laughs> And that's this, true. And this factors this poli- this politics discussion, which, we're, you know, I'm not going to have. There's a debate tonight, and a lot of people are probably paying attention to that tonight. But there's, I mean, there's these layers right now that are just unbelievable for the mental health of people. And that's why I I knew that now was the time to start unpacking some of this in real time. Because in five years, when somebody wants to look back on this this era... These are the type of conversations that need to have happened so they can understand what happened when it happened.
0: Well said. <laughs> Three <laughs> times it was well said, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I couldn't agree with you more. It's really, uh, it's really a matter of – it's almost like the invisible part of the disease. Uh, everybody's into the drama of the physical end of the disease. But, you know, what's interesting is when you're worried and you're freaking out all the time, or you're angry, because let's face it, not everybody is worried. Yeah, There's a lot of people who are just angry. They're angry that it happened. They're angry that they're not earning a living. They're a- and you know what? Can you blame them? No. I, it, no, I can't blame them either. And, and that's how many things in this planet have happened where – you can't blame anyone for pretty much having any opinion.
1: <laughs> Not many. I mean, there's no. a, lot, a lot goes on in the world, but um, few have universal uh, behind
0: it. Yeah, well said. And that's the thing. I've never known anything in my life where I could actually see everybody's side of the equation and be able to understand their side. You know, to the point where I can't argue with what they're saying, even though I can also not argue with the polar opposite of what they're saying. Because everybody's different. You know, uh, I saw an interview on, I think it was NBC or ABC or something the other day, and they were interviewing some people who were talking about, you know, how the virus has affected them, you know, economically. And there were just as many people saying, you know, I'm making more money now than I was before. So I'm actually kinda happy with how everything's going. No one I haven't had anyone really directly affected with the disease physically. And my family is happy and like I said, I'm making more money. And then the other half are saying exactly the opposite. You know, I don't know where food's coming from. I spend my entire day waiting in line, you know, in four or five hour food lines. And when I cook, I go to sleep and you know, rinse and repeat. I go ahead and I do that over again. This is a strange, strange world we live in. You know, during the wars, you know, World War I, World War Two, professional sports and movies were an incredible release for the people because, you know, the threat of a bomb bursting over your head or a grenade being thrown through your front window or you know submachine gun r- rifle f- fire you know peppering your <laughs> your big screen TV you know these things would be horrible to live with and there are those in this world who do live with that too but for the most part most of the world doesn't but back in world war 1 and world war 2 when most people were at some point worried about these kinds of things they had sports as a release they had movies, you know, they had romances, they had uh, comedies, they had dramas, they had all these fantasies that they could live vicariously through to get a relief. Well, this thing took all that away. So you have the threat, plus you don't have the releases that you had during World War I and II. Not that this is worse than World War I or II, I'm not trying to say that. I'm just saying that at least during then, people had a release valve right? Yeah. Now, I mean, until recently, I understand the NFL is starting up and Major League Baseball's in the playoffs now. The NHL just finished the Stanley Cup. So, you know, and and I think soccer is still going on as well, this Major League Soccer League. So things are kind of coming back now, but for the first six months, there was nothing. People had nothing to latch on to. And you know what, Jim? A sad fact is that people in loving relationships really, you know, you don't find out, let, let me just jump a little bit around here, like a bit like <laughs> a frog on a lily pad, one pad to the other. You don't know who your friends are, when things are going well for you. You find out who your friends are, when things aren't going well for you. And it's the same thing in their loving marriage type relationship or a best friend type relationship. When About who they are, and they find out about who you are, and that has result a lot of problems in the family circles. You know, uh, your kids are home around you all the time. Your husband is around you, you know, all the time. Your wife is around you all the time. It stresses that we're not used to. We're missing that social aspect. We don't have the release of sports. We don't have the release of entertainment. I mean, you can't consider Netflix and Amazon and the other services really a release because you end up watching them with the same person all the time. It's not like you're going out. It's not like you're doing anything social. You're not being social. And it's very, very hard. The human you know, mind is wired to be social in nature. We're not wired to be loners. And now we're kind of being forced into being loners, and we're not doing so well. And it doesn't mean we can't learn, but it does mean it might not be the easiest thing in the world to learn. And if people – go ahead.
1: I was going to say, so I'm going to hop on you like a frog here. Uh, <laughs> this is hit because we, we you were talking about the, the Great Wars, and now I'm kind of jumping. I want to jump – this is going to be interesting because this is fascinating to me. You mentioned Netflix and you know all these on demand things, right? Even podcasts which were great. Better than Am- better than Amazon and Netflix. Of course, the podcast is now on Amazon so I can't really say that anymore. But anyways, <laughs> congratulations <laughs> by the way. Um but I was thinking back in the day, right? People read more and had a better imagination because they had to. Like everything wasn't necessarily being brought to them in a video format. Right? You had to read the, the book and you had to paint the picture in your mind, which took more time, right? That's true. It's an interesting thing because right now, like say you want me and you wanted to watch something after the show, like, right? you know, whatever. Whatever you wanted to watch, and I watched this really bad document it was it was really well done. But it was a really bad documentary about chasing, what was the name of it? I wish I could remember the name of it, but the wrong story of it is, to sum it up in a tweet, the, these people found this uh, guy that was killing cats online and chased them, you know, brought it the whole way down. The guy that's murdering people, and it was bad, right? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily the greatest thing in the world to be watching, right? Maybe some, you know, but, I mean, a couple hours, it was kind of interesting to watch how they did this all via the internet and, you know, learned all this stuff about him. You know, like I get it, right? It's cool. Not necessarily the best um, mental exercise. I mean, it was cool to watch, but when you, you sit there and you think about it, it, doesn't necessarily help the old old morale, so to speak, right?
0: <laughs> That's true.
1: <laughs> and you could get, lo- I mean, I, I hate to say this, and this is going to sound like I'm knocking this genre of podcasting. It's not. There's a lot of people out there doing it well. The true crime stuff is where I'm, you know, it's well done. It's, there's a lot of great shows out there. But... 'm I'm, I'm trying to say it can get in, you could you could get too deep inside yourself, especially now when you're you got so much extra time to consume this stuff and lose I mean if you lose, like I said, I lost a couple hours watching a documentary about this. Not that I'm you know I don't fall down those rabbit holes often I, I like watching documentaries and for some reason this one caught my eye like I said it was well done but the state of what it put me what i put myself through i guess watching it cuz it's not a maybe i'm wrong i can't passively consume entertainment right like i'm always thinking mm-hmm. like there's always these these show things going through my mind I'm like oh that'd be an interesting show topic kind of deal <laughs> when i'm watching these yeah. things right or how you know there's these just you know like it's always it's always in action like I, that's why people are always picking on me. Cause I don't know catch movie references. Cause I can't watch them because <laughs> right. Like I just don't have the, I can't relax enough to watch a movie. And if I do watch a movie, I fall asleep in it because I can't, I'm just so that goes long before any of the other stuff we were talking about a little bit ago. But, uh, I'm still waiting for Titanic to end. I don't know. I've never <laughs> seen the end of that movie. I've tried watching it a couple of times, but I, I think they make it. I'm not sure. Uh, but, um, <laughs> oh,
0: that's hilarious! <laughs> Jim, I've never gotten through Titanic either.
1: <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure that boat did just fine. I mean, I know the real history, but they wouldn't have made the movie like
0: that, right? You know what? I don't even. I don't even get to the point where the iceberg.
1: <laughs> what? There's an iceberg.
0: <laughs> I think there's an iceberg. Yeah, there's some Jewish guy named iceberg. I'm not sure how he got in that movie, but he's there. Know.
1: That sounds like a bad wrestler name. I guess. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, there's a guy called The Rock, so why not the iceberg?
1: Right? <laughs> who? Who? Here's your question of the night for those people out there paying attention. Tweet at Mar- What is it? it the Mori Method on Twitter? Yeah,
0: the Maury, at the Mori Method yeah.
1: at the Mori Method on Twitter. The Rock or the iceberg? Who would win?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you see, that's what the world needs. Okay, and this I was going to say podcasts are far better than anything on Amazon or Netflix. And you know why? Because the really good podcasts are the ones that aren't scripted, first of all. The scripted ones, I mean, you know what? There's a lot of really beautiful, lovely, produced, with tons of money behind them, you know, people. But those aren't entertaining because those aren't real. They're scripted. They're, they're useless. When you have something like this, where you're, you know intentionally talking about something but you don't have a script you're, you don't know where it's going to go, you don't know what's going to influence you, you know, someone may ask a question in the in the pond and, and then it's going to throw us into a whole different orbit you know, or maybe you're going to say something like, you never got through Titanic and neither did I <laughs> and now there's probably, you know, it's probably trending on Twitter, did you get through Titanic <laughs> Is was it a hit only because they said it was and it won a few Academy Awards you know, is that the only reason why But the the truth is, I mean, it makes your mind work. It makes you think, right? You agree with us, you disagree with us. You agree with Jim, you disagree with me. It doesn't matter. It makes you think. That's the whole point, right? You have a brain and your brain is a muscle. And if you don't use it, it's going to turn to mush. And that's the problem with sitting around doing nothing. All you do is you eat crap. So you're putting on all the COVID calories, right? And you feel worse about yourself because every time you go to get dressed, if you bother to get dressed, you know, it's harder and harder to do the pants up. You know, and there was a time when I'm thinking about, uh, honey, can I borrow one of your bras? (laughs) I've been eating a little too much. (laughs) You know, my my wife's a little girl, so she just laughed and said, go out and buy your own. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But that's my point, right? People think when they listen to something, They don't think, like even if you're listening to a radio drama, I used to love listening to the old time radio shows, you know, from the 30s and the 40s, because when I'm listening to them, my mind is creating the pictures. It's creating the action. And you know what's interesting? Every time you watch it, there's different pictures, there's different actors, they have different looks, they have different expressions. Everything's different because your brain is different, depending on how you slept the night before, the conversation you had before you listened. All these things influence what you had for dinner. You know, all these things influence how you think and how you interpret what's happening around you. A podcast, and, and you know what? Podcasts are growing in popularity like crazy. I oh. think they're maybe one of the biggest things out there now. Because of that, there's a value that people may not even recognize consciously, but you know what? There's millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of people coming online every day who are discovering the podcast. And it's, it's kind of replacing old, you know, in the 60s and the 70s, for those of you who, you know, think I'm talking about people who are 60 or 70, uh, 1960s and 70s, there was a thing called AM radio. Now most of you don't even know what radio was. <laughs> but, okay. But there was this thing called AM radio and it used to be played through a transistor radio and it sounded like someone's talking to you through a tin can. But they had a lot of talk radio because they didn't have technology. They didn't have content. They didn't have, by the way, uh, this is a word. Can I tell them? Yeah. Jim, the yeah. word that you invented. Yeah. They didn't have pod tent okay, which is content for podcasts. Jim just coined that phrase and we were talking just before the show. Give him full credit. He (laughs) needs to be a millionaire, just from that word as far as I'm concerned. But they didn't have all of that. They just had people talking. And you know what it was like? It was like you're sitting in a basement with a couple of friends, two or three friends, and however many people were on the radio show at the time, and they were just talking. And talking about things. It was the first podcasts except they were on radio and you had to call in on the phone instead of, you know, joining in on Skype or, or however you do it now. But it inspired the brain. It inspired the thought. And look at all the innovation that happened since then, you know, from the seventies to two thousands. And now look at how much innovation has really happened since then. Not a heck of a lot. I suspect though, Because of the advent of podcasts and shows like Jim's, as a matter of fact, that make you think, and they make you laugh, and they make you want to tune in the next week, because of these types of shows, I suspect in the next 5, 10, 15 years, there's going to be a hell of a lot more innovation. And it's not necessarily because of the topics that Jim's choosing to do. It's more because it stimulates the brain of the listener. And that muscle gets exercised. And when that muscle gets exercised, it creates its own innovation. It creates its own creativity. It's not satisfied sitting on a couch being fed information, story and picture and music and heartbeats and, and you know, cigarettes and pipes and joints and this type of sex and that type of sex and, you know, all these different things. You don't think from any of that. But when you listen to something like a podcast, your imagination takes effect, and when your imagination takes effect, everything changes for the better, and that's what I think the real value of podcasting is, and that's why, if Jim ever decides to quit, I will cross the border whether we're allowed to or not, <laughs> and hit him over the head with a wet salmon.
1: Will Murray, I've get got, him back. I've got news for you. Um, no plans of going anywhere. <laughs> Good. Shit. And the show is funded for at least the next six months. So at least for financially point of view, it's it's secure for six months. Actually Mallard.stream, dot stream, which is where you go if you want to listen to just the old twenty four seven stream. Some idiot not gonna <laughs> name names here. It was the dot stream was on sale, you know, a few weeks ago. Uh huh. So I, I secured it it's it's secure through twenty thirty. So I mean, I don't know if the hosting will be there, but at least I'll own <laughs> that part of it through 2030. Good. So, you know, like, it's just those little long-term plans that I like to make. Especially when stuff's on sale. That's right. Well, good <laughs> sale, right? <laughs> well, when you could get, uh, what was it? Six years for the price of one normally? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kind of, you, know, yeah. uh, you do what you do, uh, but no, worry And you're making a point, but I'm going to come back over the top and make it even worse for you.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Because we kind of talked about this before the show, but I want to bring it up in a bigger scale kind of conversation. Mm-hmm. Because people people are doing Zoom and getting more comfortable being talking on a computer. I mean, I, there are people that I know personally who never had a Zoom meeting before this, like. They, you know, called me and said, hey, I got this link in my email. What do I do with it? How do I, you know, <laughs> like, you know, like, I don't get it, right? Yeah. So we worked through the mechanics of it, got them set up, under, you know, make sure your your sound level's up. So, you know, get those headphones in, make sure that works, do the test, you know, all this fun stuff. So while there now there is even more people accessible for podcasters interview because it's become common to send a zoom link now. Right. Yeah. And there's more people paying attention now because there's this fake news stuff. Right. And everybody's Mm -hmm. I I don't want to say everybody. I hate generalizations. I told you that earlier. I've been making a bunch of them tonight with you, though. (laughs) But everybody, you know, everybody's tired of that. Right. So what they're looking for is, uh, as I tell people, what I'm trying to do is go straight to sources and get it straight from the people. Don't let some editor, some producer, somebody with, you know, money in the game. I mean, everybody has money in the game, right? But some people have millions of dollars in the game and have reasons to skew one way or the other what's getting out there. Not saying everybody's corrupt. Don't get me wrong. There are people out there who aren't, but there are people who are.
0: <laughs> right? So true.
1: So, so we'll just say that. So when you can go out and find. Straight content. And the other thing about podcasts right now, and I, I see this changing because I got this email the other day that the, the 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 scales are flipping because I've been watching this for years because I think it's – I've been waiting for this. And this COVID thing has done it where the marketing money is going into podcasts more than, than radio for the first time in history. More money is going into podcasts than radio. Of course, some of this is to blame because all the radio guys have finally got on board and started posting their shows as podcasts. So some of that money, advertising-wise, because more guaranteed plays through the podcast because you can see that number compared to the, ooh, we got magic and the static numbers over here. But that'll continue the trend the other direction about how you know the money's coming in, which is great. Right? Because I'm not... I, hey, if Rush and Glenn Beck and the Blaze Network and... um Mark Levine and all these guys want to be in my world. That's great because more people are coming to them and they're scrolling down that list a few and finding out what else is out there. And that's great for me. And, uh, because there are times guys, I've shared a few of them where we could beat them. I'm not going to say we're going to beat them every day because they produce so much more content and has so much more leverage, but those moments, we got to enjoy them. We'll get them, but that's not the conversation we're having. The conversation we're having is about how the world's going to look different. And everybody says, I just want things to get back to normal. I know you've probably heard that a bunch, right? And then you hear the phrase, the new normal, which, you know, what's that? And I don't know if normal is ever going to be normal quite – normal isn't going to be it. What do you think?
0: No, of course not. I mean, look, 100 years ago there was a uh – there were different types of businesses like blacksmiths as an example, were on every corner, right shoeing your horse. <laughs> now you have horsepower. <laughs> you know you have 300 <laughs> horse. you have 300 horses instead of just one. Uh, things happen. I mean, I remember when I was a kid there used to be a store called Consumers Distributing and we go in there and it was a cat with uh, you know those little rollers like the luggage used to come out on. And you'd fill out a form. You'd give it to them. they stick it in a pneumatic tube. For those of you that don't know what that is, look it up on Google. I'm sure they have it there, you know. And it pops up into some warehouse that's, like, next door or something. And then within five minutes, you hear the wheels spinning, and out comes your box. It was kind of like Amazon, (laughs) you know. And that's how you got your stuff. Whatever you ordered, you ordered bed, you know, bed sheets, you ordered a bed, you ordered a TV, you ordered a radio, whatever you wanted. It would just roll out five minutes after you ordered it. And things just change. That's how it is. You know, it's very sad when you go for a walk and you see stores that have been open forever closing. Or even worse, when you see new businesses that had just opened up, you know, a year ago with for sale signs on on their buildings because they couldn't afford to pay their lease anymore it's it's sad it is so sad to see that kind of thing happening but you know what in the grander scheme of things this is how it's always been covid of course is just speeding up the process but some businesses are doing exceptionally well some businesses are doing okay and some businesses fail does that sound familiar to anybody That's pretty much how the world has always been, even before, you know, the virus, even before any of these other things happened. Some businesses failed. They weren't as much in the limelight. So things are always in flux. Things are always changing. And it doesn't have to be bad. You know, when I've been fired from more jobs than I would care to mention, (laughs) but I'll mention it anyway. It's been probably at least 50 of them. (laughs) <laughs> maybe more okay and no i'm not 100 years old but you would think so to look at me <laughs> but but seriously i've been fired from at least 50 jobs and i kept thinking you know what's my problem why do i have such bad luck and you know why do i have such a big mouth because that's probably why i got fired most of the time but the truth is i wasn't supposed to be working for other companies i was supposed to work for myself and i was slow picking that up and The universe, God, whatever you want to call it, your subconscious is what I would call it, works in very mysterious ways. It doesn't come right out and tell you what you need to do, but it gives you hints. And if you don't follow those hints, it kicks you in the head a few times until you start smartening up. And if you don't smarten up, it'll just keep kicking you in the head. And that's what happened to me. I kept getting kicked in the head and kicked in the head. And I, and I thought my life sucked. And I thought the world hated me. And I thought people hated me. And if anyone was laughing anywhere, they were laughing at me. But none of that was true. It was just I was really slow picking up on the signals. If you lose your job, it's not the end of the world. It means that you need to learn some new skills. The internet, computers, they're amazing tools to learn things. You don't even have to take a course anymore. You don't have to start your own business, but you can learn new, you know, technologies. You can learn new talents that will make you employable in the world that's coming and in the world that's here now. But that's what happens. It's all about evolution. It's all about survival of the fittest. And the beautiful thing is we're all fit enough to survive. It's simply a matter of having that mindset. Now, now look at me. I'm sitting here pointing at my mind as if anybody can <laughs> see me, <laughs> but it's all about that mindset. So instead of looking at, you know, quote unquote, bad things as bad, because when we look at things that are bad, we are naturally taught when something is bad, back away from it, look away. But if you instead look at it as a lesson you're being taught, then maybe you learn something because I hated school, but I learned things when I stopped looking at it as a torturous event for me. And I thought, well, you know what? I'll be out of school faster if I can pass every year instead of repeating every year. So all I'm saying is, even if you've lost your job, heck, even if you've lost your house, it's a new beginning for you. Think about it. You've lost your house. Now you don't have a mortgage over your head anymore. You lost your job. Well, in all honesty, can you, can most of you say that you were bitching about about your job in the first place. So all I'm saying is, don't look at it like I used to look at all my ex-girlfriends. Whereas when I was with them, it was like I'm looking for a way to fake my own death. But six months later, when I'm with no one, I remember them so fondly and romantically. (laughs) So all I'm saying is, don't look at these things as bad. Look at them as... They are what they are. And if they're forcing you into a new way of being, embrace that. Get excited by it. You know what? I'm 58 years old, Jim, and I look at life with the bright eyes and bushy tail of like a 16 year old. Now I don't move anymore like a 16 year old. <laughs> that is true. However, I have the same vibrancy and the same excitement and the same, you know, intellectual curiosity that A 16 year old has that an 18 year old has that a 20 year old has and I have that because I've been kicked so many times and pushed down so many times and to be quite honest a lot of what a lot of people are going through now I've been going through most of my life so welcome to my world world (laughs) (laughs) you know and all I'm saying is it doesn't have to be a bad experience now obviously I'm not talking about people getting sick I'm talking about people who have to, are being forced to change how they experience their lives.
1: Yeah, and as as the old misnomer goes, right, change is hard. Nobody, <laughs> nobody likes change.
0: No, but everyone wants it. That's, that's the funny thing about it, right? Because everybody wants change. Nobody's happy with what they have, but they would rather stay there. You know, it's kind of like the devil I know as opposed to the devil I don't know.
1: Yeah, which is always the fun devil.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But trust me, take it from a guy who was so resistant to change. It took him like 40 years to finally smarten up. And when I finally did, I was this close. Now, just for those of you wondering, I'm holding my thumb and my forefinger about a, let's see, a few centimeters apart. Uh, I was this close to giving up and saying, that's it. I'm done. See you later again you know, for like the 10th time. But instead, something kind of tweaked in me that said, it's time to try something different. It's time to do something differently. And you'd be amazed at what possibilities open up for you when you're open to change. Change is very, very difficult. But isn't staying where you are and staying still just as difficult or even worse in some cases? You know, you've got to ask yourself that.
1: Yeah, it's it's unsettling to try. I mean, it's hard to try something new, but at most of the time, again, not a hundred percent of the time, because nothing is foolproof. It's worth it, but you got to do it.
0: Yeah, and you'll learn, even if it doesn't work out. It's a step in the ladder. You know, it's a step to get you where you want to go. Jim, how did you feel the first day when you decided to do a podcast? When you decided, hey, I'm going to be a a you know a talk show personality.
1: You know, it just kind of hit me. Like, I listened to a show. It didn't go great. I thought it could go better. I did a couple of co-hosts. It didn't go so great. So it was like, you know what? Trust your gut and just do it yourself. And now, you know, looking back, that was probably the the only decision to have made. But those first few shows, I mean, oh, God. If you you are bored on YouTube sometimes, you could go go find... (laughs) You can go find some of the early shows, and they're rough. And actually, the great thing where, you know, I mentioned that background to you earlier. There's that background in some of those early shows. That's kind of why it's got back in there as an homage to those early days. And then you got the new sign that I made kind of just as a remi- Yeah, that's cool. That reminder of what it was when it started. That messy background that I have on YouTube and all these other things that kind of fit really good, what I was doing back then. It, it has a new meaning now because of the abstract nature of the show, but that back then it was just a wreck like that what, <laughs> what
0: year would? What year did you start?
1: 2011, so we're coming up on 10 years.
0: Can you tell, well, happy almost anniversary, can you tell that I'm doing a Google search for Mallard Report 2011? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, if you can't find it, I'll, I'll send you the, uh, the link. Yeah, through. I would love... I would
0: absolutely love... Oh, here we are. First thing that comes up. <laughs> Check this out. Everybody right now, hashtag Mallard Report 2011. Okay? I just did a search in Google. The first two things that come up are two videos. One of them is 58 minutes and 35 seconds long. The Mallard Report, September 6, 2011.
1: Okay? Uh, there's some from June, I believe, on there. but that, They're on my team's paranormal channel i mean youtube channel from back in the day because youtube and me yeah. had a disagreement and i deleted a bunch of stuff <laughs> uh those those survived uh because obviously when i got mad at youtube and deleted a bunch of stuff off the show channel um uh,
0: what was the spark
1: the spark was okay august 6 2011 mm-hmm. i hosted a paranormal conference the spark um Raised, eh, what was it over $500 for project supporter troops, of local organizations oh. that sends packages overseas. Nice. So it was, it was a pretty cool, I mean, it was, it wasn't great attended, but it was well, and obviously did pretty well. Uh, people wondered if I was going to do a second one. They're still wondering. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been scratching my head for so long. I have no more hair left. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> Mar- Mar- it is, already.
1: Uh Maury's looking for but you know, if. it, it Having I mean I went again same Genesis story right I went to one I wasn't thrilled how it went, so I decided to do my own and you know after doing it my own, I kind of understood a little bit more why the first one kind of fell the way it fell mm-hmm. and um and I just uh, yeah they're a lot more work than they were like the day of. I thought, you know, you've put you you've done these kind of things where you think the day of would be more rewarding, but there was more stress the day of trying to get everybody in and settled. And then we were doing this, had speakers, which, you know.
0: Well, I have to know. tell you, you've been an inspiration to me, just the way you do your show and, and how natural you are. You know, I think that's one of the reasons why you get people coming back and coming back and coming back all the time is because you're just so easy to listen to. And you sound like a good friend. Even before I knew you personally, you sounded like a good friend. And when we got to know each other a little bit, I just felt like I was, you know, how could I be this guy's friend for so long and not know all this about him already?
1: <laughs> well, I, I think that's this, the art of uh, the new tagline is uh, controversial, or conversational yet controversial, which yeah. I don't I don't say a lot because obviously I stumble all over it when I try to say it, but uh, <laughs> Well, the new branding, oh, Mari, is coming. I promise, you know, this intro music, I've been playing some, and it's coming. Anyways, for this. That's people,
0: okay. When it's time, it'll be there.
1: It, it's got to be right, because I've got to the point with the show where, like, this this nice wooden sign here beside me, it's now we're just going to start leaving things in place.
0: Yeah. Well, let me, let me tell you something, and let me tell everyone out there who's listening to this either live or, or when it's, you know... Memorex. Evergreen. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, wow. Now we're dating ourselves. Yeah, no kidding. But one of the interesting things is how many shows do you know, podcasts, whatever, where people who regularly listen are guests? Not many. Every other show. I don't know any other show. Every other show, a guest is never listening. You never ever hear about a guest listening. They're never, they never bring up a previous show that someone did. They never bring up, you know, I've been listening to you for so long. They never talk about that. It's all about them. They're always there. Your show inspires people like, uh, GMTR. Because I can never remember Germantown Runner or something or other. <laughs> yeah, <he> actually <laughs> you actually know, got it right.
1: And actually, he's, right. He, 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 he's listening to the debates tonight and all the prep, so he's not actually listening tonight, so it, Well, that's okay. He'll check it out. In yeah, I was going to say, play, he'll, right? he'll, he'll, he'll answer our our trivia question. Well, he's not on Twitter anymore. He got banned. So, he will oh. <laughs> have to gab me the answer and I'll get it to you, or he could email me and I'll get it to him. No, uh, but, but there's a... Uh,
0: actually, so... Key. You you have your own signature. That's my whole point. And this is what I'm saying. This isn't about me blowing smoke up Jim's ass, okay? This is about just trying to express to you because the whole idea here is the stress we're all living with. Well, you know what? Stress is nothing more than energy. And if you can redirect that energy into something creative instead of something destructive, you might be able to come up with something that helps thousands of people. You may be able to come up with something that entertains Thousands of people. You might be able to do something that just makes you happy. Yeah, you know, you don't cool. have to be miserable. That's the point I'm trying to make through all this.
1: Yeah, and you got to find that creative outlet. And Mario, we were just talking about the adventure that I've had for the past year, and yeah, and I'm sure some of, most of the listeners know part of parts of it. It's been the show, like the I don't want to say the escape of the show, right? The two, this part of the show is phenomenal, right? The fun yeah. part of the show. But there's all the work and all, I mean, all the stuff that I put myself into trying to make the show better as I look at the video and all these different things that I've got going, sliding by, (laughs) that all big top-end funnel, a little too deep there. I don't want to reveal all the magic. Ooh, not that hard to figure (laughs) out. But but it's, you know, it's all this stuff that trickles down to this. This is it, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And over the, you know, you feel like you should be doing more of this and more of this. And, and there's only so many hours. And when you don't feel great, there's only so many hours that you can put forth into things. And But this hour, this 9 to 10 o'clock Eastern hour, no matter how miserable of the day, there's that shot of adrenaline and there's always this great passion for doing it. Now, it's great and it has kept that the wheels of everything else in life just keep moving along knowing that this moment does arrive. And then
0: so, so, okay, let me be the interviewer for a second here. Okay. So would it be accurate for me to say that this show has helped keep you sane and healthy through all of this?
1: Oh yeah. There's the, the process of, it has helped not only keep me, I, I, I've i always said that the show, I'm always Tuesday to Tuesday, right? Yeah. If that, I'll explain for the people who just don't say, yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> because I look at it and I know next week. Okay. Next week is live calls. And I want to focus more on the, this COVID stuff as we're t- again, cycling back through that as you know, like, and, and I want to talk about the media. We kind of talked about it tonight. So maybe I'll change that a little bit for next week, just because we've kind of spent some time on it tonight. But, Nevertheless, it's live calls. Anybody could call in, and you've listened to those, you know they can just turn.
0: <laughs>
1: but, okay, so tonight we do tonight's show. I'm talking to Mari. Hang up with him. Enjoy the moment of the show tonight. Tomorrow morning it's okay, how do I make sure I market the live call show so people call in? Because that can be really awkward doing a number of these and if somebody doesn't, you know there's always got to cut to... I don't want to say it. there have been nights that I've planted the first caller right because I
0: know,
1: <laughs> once you get momentum into it right you get that first one other people will join in it, most people don't want to be the first on these things now some nights there are people that just blow in and just you know beat my first scripted caller and we're down the different path and my caller just says you're good go with that that's great, but there are nights that you're kind of tentative, and especially since I haven't been, I know that I don't want to carry an hour show myself right now. Right, I know that for a fact. So that's especially the last few months. No, no, you got to call in. You got to get this ball rolling for me. And mo- most people have kind of bugged them to do that. Have said, <laughs> "Oh, of course, you know, I love you know. Why haven't I been on your show before? Like, you know, this is a great opportunity to kind of ease some of those um, nudges that you get from people." They want to be on. And so there's that. So there's all that going on. And then there's the, how do I make sure that the show last week with um, Douglas Newell is getting promoted to the right people. So the one-time listener, because there's a lot of just one-time listeners because of all the different things I talk about doesn't necessarily capture everybody every week. So, You've got to get out there and find those people that are just interested in something he talks about and hope, hope, and I'm using hope strongly here, that they dig through the back catalog and find the four or five other recent shows that they may be interested in. Now, of course, you know, so you send it out to ten people, two people listen, one person out of that ten goes back and digs through and finds something, and then that happens ten times, so maybe one person out of that group becomes a... Well, listener, that's great. That's the again, big funnel, down, down, down approach I have because I realized that okay, so I'm talking to Mari tonight. Open lines doesn't necessarily play well with everybody. And there's a market out there and I'm playing to that as well. Of the interactive marketing stuff. I'll get into that more some point once it's all buttoned up and ready to go. But there are people that don't like that and there are people that'll love it, so we're Again all right I don't know if people realize and I'm gonna I guess I'll um, maybe talk about this for a few minutes here the level of trouble that I go into trying to hit the marks with each show the, because I bring on such a range of guests and i I've created this big top end funnel to try to capture I'm thinking okay I'll, I'll say a name here like Bob Levine, NASCAR team owner, right? Does not fit with Roger Stone political person, right? There is there is some crossover, but for most people, those streams shouldn't cross. Fortunately or unfortunately. So I, I go out and create this political top end, for the market Roger, and then I go out and create this other top end, the to market Bob, because they're both great shows. And the people that come through the process and get the, my vision understand that I have to go through these different people to keep navigating the journey that I'm trying to pursue. Of course, I don't know the destination, so it's hard to pers- tell people the big vision most of the time. So they come in, they get a little bit of what they like, and maybe they'll try something else, and like I said, they'll trickle down. But if they get that one and they're done, that's fine. I can't I'm not losing sleep if I just do, do one and they're done.
0: And you shouldn't. But I think it's interesting that you know, and that's kinda of what I was hoping for. I was hoping that you'd share a little bit of the experience. Because I think some people think you just kinda sit around and do a day job all day and every Tuesday night, you know, at five minutes two you just <laughs> kinda hop on the phone and you know, you're in your uh, you're in your bathrobe and you got a cigar <laughs> and you're all just you know, ready go.
1: That was the old days before the uh, the studio came. Now I have to at least look a little presentable.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's there's the thing is, but all that activity that you have to do to plan the show, to get the guests, to do this, to do that, that not only takes time, but it takes attention. And by taking attention, it keeps your mind active. And by keeping your mind active, it keeps you with a better attitude.
1: Yeah, and it, it takes. The attention goes both ways, right? Because, well, it'd be easier. And it was easier when I was doing the paranormal show, right? Because you could find anybody, right? Instantly. Yeah. But when you're out kind of trying to hit the tropical end of the high, you know, the, the today's world, it changes. And to stay in it to be today... But like I mentioned to you earlier, to be in it today, right? The conversation we're having is today. Mm-hmm. But to have it last and be interesting in 5 years, that, <laughs> that yeah. my friend, when well, now I mentioned that to people, they look at me and I'm sure you are too. That makes everybody take a pause because that's not necessarily an easy conversation to have.
0: No, it isn't. Uh can I can I suggest a topic for you by the way? Yeah. Because it just popped into my head when you said all that. Because I realize you don't do paranormal as a uh, oh, it's mainstay still spr- anymore. It's still but it's still there. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, it's still
0: up. So I I think it might be interesting. I mean, maybe the people in the pond can, you can know, chime in on this. But I think it would be really interesting to get a hold of some, I don't know, some people who are in contact with the other side and find out how they feel about what's going on. Is it affecting the spirit world in any way, the upheaval that's on a global scale now. Ooh. Murray wouldn't Salkovich, that be neat?
1: Maurice Salkovich bringing the other dimension. And there's the, you know, there's the other part of the Merge them
0: together, right? Like, wouldn't that be cool?
1: Yeah, and the other part of that question is that I want to know. See, now that you sparked me into that, <laughs> I, I want to go double down on that and be like, because there are so many places, I'm thinking of very specific places in my mind, which I will not name because I'm not getting sued. <laughs> that are um, how do I say this? Um, roadside attractions, right where everybody goes,
0: yeah,
1: and everybody knows who I'm talking. Well, places I'm, t- I'm sure everybody has a place in their mind now that I said that. Maybe a different place, but everybody has a place. And now that we've kind of put these COVID restrictions or just flat out closed them, how does that look when they reopen? Or you know, like how you know, because there used to be all these great spirits and all. The- you know that mm-hmm. you know everybody has this lore story of this place and this person. Has anybody tried connecting with Bill from the castle down the road? Yeah. Even though remotely, because they can't be at the castle down the road because they've closed because it's just too much liability to be open right now. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Yeah, it wouldn't be cool uh, to kind of combine the paranormal with that. You know, you know, you want to take it another step. How about consider? The fact that, like, I think it's pretty much a done deal that we all know whether we've seen them or experienced them or whatever, that we are not the only life form in this galaxy or universe or whatever. So thinking that way, how do you think aliens are acting or viewing the planet Earth right now with everything that's going on? Because remember, it's not just the virus they're looking at, right? You know, you have War of the Worlds where it's the (laughs) virus that killed off the alien invasion and the only thing that saved the planet. But it's also they're seeing how we're acting to each other.
1: And that's why they're buzzing by and not even visiting us anymore.
0: Maybe. But wouldn't that be an interesting, uh, you know, venue to kind of go down, especially like with an expert in the field, to ask them, how do you think, you know, because everybody says that we're being visited all the time. Are we now? And if so, why? And if not, why not? Like, are we more of an experiment than we are, than we were before? Because of how we're acting or misbehaving through all of this? Just, it just kind of seems interesting to me to kind of merge the two worlds, or the three worlds in this case. You know, the spirit world with what's going on with us now, and the alien world with what's going on now. It it just, to me, I, I mean, I'd be riveted to, you know, Obviously I can't be an expert or on the show, but I'd be very, very, very interested to be an audience member through those shows.
1: I'm looking at the Duck Pond right now, I see my buddy Chris Olson hanging out. Chris, you gotta do your work. Gotta get me a name. <laughs> Shouldn't call him out like that. <laughs>
0: hey, why not? You don't get it if you don't ask.
1: <laughs> Well, Kat Ward from the Paranormal Hearts in there, maybe she I need names. I don't know – I mean, this is a great topic, but throw me some names so I can kind of – I mean, I I have – again, I have a bunch of names popping to my mind, but there may be somebody out there who's – well, I'm a few years removed, right? So uh, let's be honest. Maybe there's a more (laughs) – I don't know how how I'm looking for this, but a name that would be more relevant today than –
0: Hey, you know what? If people in the pod can't help you, there's always this, uh, this uh, I don't know, this this guy, his name is, starts with a G, I think. Yeah. What's his name? Google, I think. Google? Yeah. <laughs> Googly eyes, something like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, but Google, great podcast. Uh, anyways. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, just type in alien expert, spirit expert, just see what happens. Hey, I'll tell you what, I have someone who I could refer you to with respect to the spirit world. She does work here in Canada with like some pretty big people. I can't mention names because I don't know them. (laughs) (laughs) And there's a reason why I don't know them because I probably would mention their names. (laughs) But if you, if you were interested, I'd be happy to put you in touch with her.
1: Yeah. Um, We'll grab that here after we got only got a few minutes left. So sure. Um, Actually, okay, so we do have a few minutes left. Let's, let's get down to business for just a second. Uh, give people the website so they can find you because you do have some phenomenal programs and stuff that you do. So okay, let's get thank that you. Out there. Yeah.
0: Okay, well, the, uh, the uh, if, can I give two websites?
1: Uh, can you do it in less than f- three minutes? Oh, yeah, easy.
0: <laughs> easy. All right. So the first website is Active Minds Global all one word, .com. And the reason why I'm giving that site is it was discovered by Dr. Dale Bredesen, who wrote the best-selling book, The End of Alzheimer's. And if you know anybody who has Alzheimer's or any kind of cognitive issues, definitely buy the book because it can help. He actually has a system which uses some of my recordings in it as well. And I'm very proud of that, by the way. I don't mind saying so. That actually uh, has been shown. To halt and even reverse Alzheimer's in many cases. So if you think it's a you know the end, don't believe that. There are things that you can do to stop it. The other website would just be my general website, method.com. and MORI is spelled M-O-R-R-Y, and that's my general information website. It tells you a little bit about myself. And some of what I offer is there. But if anyone is interested in anything that's there, and whether you're hearing this live or on Memorex, as Jim would say, <laughs> then do not uh, purchase anything directly from the website. Contact me there. Tell, uh, Let me know that you heard me here on the show. And I'll give you a 25% Mallard discount.
1: Well, there you go. Great deal for listening to the program. And yeah. putting up, up with us to this point, so yeah. it may be worth
0: it. Yeah, <laughs> you put up with me. You deserve some kind of benefit for that, for sure.
1: Well, you. Uh, you're the problem. Okay, good. I feel a lot better.
0: <laughs> yeah, I bet they're all lucky that they don't, they're do not feeling lucky. They don't have to hear me every week, so.
1: We could change that. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Remember, you already said the co-host thing didn't work.
1: Oh, yeah, that's true. That was the whole
0: no yeah. point in repeating the same mistake, right?
1: It was it person, though, is the question. Yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's a whole <laughs> other conversation for...
0: Yeah, no kidding. But yeah. I want to thank you. I want to take this opportunity, in case my time runs out, to thank you and to thank everybody out there. I always feel so welcome, and uh, I don't always feel welcome when I'm being interviewed. So I really
1: appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, Mari, you're welcome here. And, uh, you know... I don't know how to word this, and I'm looking at the clock, and I'm going to stumble over it and not get it out. But I, I'm glad to have. Listen, you mentioned this earlier. I, I, I do want to get this on the the record, so to speak. I'm I'm blessed to have listeners that are guests and guests that are listeners, and some that we don't know are listening. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell Mario's a story here in thirty seconds that'll trip him out. <sighs> um, it's great because it may not be the it. You know, people say the show's well listened to, and it is. I mean, obviously, I know that I'm not naive enough to think it isn't. But the caliber of people listening is more important than the number of people listening, in my book. Here, here. So that's we got to say that. So everybody that's listening and has made it to this point, hats off to you. You get you get the show. And with that, almost tick tock, tick tock. <laughs> I'm looking forward to next week when we get to do the live call thing again because it has become such a great part of the show.